Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is really about what you want. We all think we want certain things, and what Joshua and White Light have been saying is those things we think we want are generally based in lack, and that they're what other people have already experienced or what they have, and you think that if you got those things, you'd feel better. Well, you'd probably have an excuse to feel better, but essentially you wouldn't feel satisfaction, you wouldn't really feel the joy, and it wouldn't really be very meaningful. What we truly want is unimaginable, but how are you going to plan your way to the unimaginable. You can't do a vision board. You can't set goals because you don't know what it is. The only way you can get there is by acting on inspiration. And as you act on inspiration, you'll be led through experiences that will adjust your beliefs. It's our beliefs that are limiting us. Basically, all our beliefs are limiting. And so when we find out that those beliefs were not true or we do the work to prove they're not true, we become more receptive to inspiration and we push past fear more easily. And that's what this episode is all about. Before we begin, next Sunday, the 17th, Christy and I will be in New York City. We're going to be doing an activation event from 10.30 to 1.30. It's a small gathering, maybe 10 to 15 people. So if you'd like to join us in that, why not? We'll be there. Just send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll tell you all about it. We also have two retreats coming up, one in Orlando sometime at the end of February. I still have to pick the place, but that'll be a ton of fun, about 20 people in a big, beautiful house in Orlando, and we'll have white light and Joshua Live, heart opening ceremony, activations, and energy healing. It's a really fun time. We cook together and eat together and hang out by the pool, uh, so think about joining us for that, and we'll have our normal spring fling retreat May second to the uh, sixth in here in Newton, North Carolina. And that's always an amazing time. Uh, that one will sell out pretty quickly. So if you want information on that, send me an email. All right. Without any further ado, let's get going. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Well, there's a great change taking place on your planet. You're moving from lower densities of fear into the upper densities where there is more of a connection to who you truly are. You could say that's more love, more knowing, more abundance, more freedom, more power. It's the personal power that you possess, that you've always possessed, and that you're awakening within you. This power is that of one who creates their own reality. That reality is curated by you in a sense. You get to pick and choose what you prefer, what you don't prefer, what you want to pay attention to, what you want to leave alone. But all of it is moving you towards these higher densities. So as you move up in density, you'll have to release some of your beliefs, beliefs which are not accurate. Those beliefs that you've had for your entire life that you've been told that were true were never true. Beliefs about yourself, your identity, how this system of physical reality actually works. Beliefs about other people or what's right or wrong. You see, there is no wrong anywhere in the universe. Everything is right. But you'll have to endeavor to see that. And if you do, you can do it intellectually and play with it and maybe make up how it could possibly be right, how it could be working out, how everything could be lined up for you and everyone else, how everyone is going through an adventure of their own, of their own choosing from their non-physical perspective. You could be given every single thing you wanted. You could manifest anything you wanted. But we want to caution you there. 
Because what you would manifest from the human perspective, from that perspective that isn't really tapped into the non-physical to what's really happening here, you would simply create what you've seen others do. And you think that that would make you feel good. And we promise you, once you get all those things, it'll be lackluster at best. You might use it as an excuse to feel good for a little while, but it doesn't really give you the satisfaction that you're yearning for, the satisfaction that is really driving you here. You see, you all have pre-birth intentions. Those intentions were above all to experience this life in joy and to have a massive shift in perspective in one lifetime. Well, if you could manifest everything you think you wanted, everything that you think from your human perspective would make you feel good, you'd be manifesting a lot of things and nothing would really make you feel good. But if you went on this journey, this evolutionary journey from a limited perspective to a higher perspective, you would be taken on a roller coaster ride, a whirlwind, something that you couldn't plan for, you couldn't buy, you couldn't vision board. It'd be something that from your human perspective now, you could not imagine. It's the unimaginable. And this unimaginable is what you've come for because with it, with each unimaginable experience, your perspective shifts upward. When you have experiences that no other human has ever had before, you have to realize your innate power, the power to create these experiences. Everything is created by you. But as the human with the limited perspective trying to manifest what you think you want, you're holding apart what could be coming to you in the form of the unimaginable. You're looking over here and you're only acting on inspiration that you think would get you what you think you lack. That effort and struggle, the resistance that's involved in all of that doesn't really change your beliefs when you move on that course. When you move on a course that's a little bit different than everyone else, where you're actually thinking about how your limiting beliefs are preventing you from living that unimaginable life. When you're receiving inspiration, feeling good, but not acting because you don't think it's going to get you what you want. And so you don't take those steps and you don't have those experiences. And it doesn't lead to more inspiration, more connection with others. That is what you truly want. You truly want to go blindly, willingly, and have faith that the inspiration that's flowing to you from your inner self, from your guidance supporters, from source itself, is leading you into experiences that no other human has ever had. Once you enter these experiences, you begin to thaw. You begin to thaw those beliefs because you will not be able to hold on to those beliefs as you shift in upper densities in these lighter densities, these faster densities, the densities where you intended to go. You will not hold on to those beliefs. Your belief systems will open. Your identity will expand. It'll be automatic. Because when you know the trick to this, which is releasing these limiting beliefs or realizing these beliefs that you've had for a long time have never been true. When you understand this principle, you can find evidence to prove those beliefs are not true. You cannot hold a belief that you know is not true. It will weaken. It will soften. It will not prevent you from receiving and acting on inspiration. This idea of acting on inspiration is nothing new. We've been talking about it for a long time. 
It is really the key to living the life that you intended to live. You can't tell which way to go from your human perspective. Your inner self can because your inner self sees your life, knows exactly what you're here to do, understands where you are and where you truly want to go, and knows exactly how to get you there. Piece by piece by piece by piece. A little step here, a little step there, a little step there, and then you're in an experience that no other human has ever had, the unimaginable. When you get good at this, when you get confident, when you realize that you're never alone and that you're guided in every single step, every single step that you do, when you understand this idea of perspective and how you see yourself as more today than you did yesterday, and that you will see yourself as more tomorrow than you did today. This is a gradual moving up in perspective. What happens when you raise your perspective? You just see more. It just becomes more clear to you. Imagine you're at the base of a pyramid, and at the base of the pyramid, you really can't see much. It's just the topography around you. But once you climb those stairs, you start to see more. It starts to get easier to see where you've come from and where you might go. And as you ascend that pyramid to the top, you get into a lighter, freer, easier, clearer position. This is what's happening as you shift your perspective every day, as you endeavor to realize that you're living this perfect life, that you've always had a perfect life, and that every experience you've ever had along that way has led to this moment in time. Had you not had those experiences, you would not be here now. Everything, we promise you, everything was perfect. All the times when you experienced great joy and all the times when you experienced great sorrow, it all led to the person that you exist as today. That person is ready for more. That person is ready to experience things that other humans are not ready to experience yet. Why are you here? Why are you among the few listening to this now, whether you're on this call now or listening at a later date? How did you get here? This is the leading edge of the leading edge of the leading edge of thought. The ideas that we are conveying are not readily talked about or conveyed in any other arena. This is unique. You're unique. You might say, well, I got here by accident or... I had a friend tell me about this, or I'm listening for the first time. That is an illusion. You were led here by your vibration. You found this information, however you found it, because there's something in you that intended to be here at this point in time, the perfect point for you. If you stick with it, if you're able to modify your beliefs, expand your identity, you will become someone you can't even imagine. It's happened many times. There are lots of you who have gone through great transitions, great expansion, and you're living lives that you could never imagine living before. You can't plan this life. It's being orchestrated for you. You're being led into it. You can go willingly by adjusting your beliefs and expanding your identity along the way, or you can fight and argue and wish something was different. You might be holding on to regret or resentment. You might be worried about the future. You might be having a bad time, but all of that will fade away 
as you allow yourself to open your belief system and just take one step at a time, having faith that your inner self and your guidance supporters and source itself are leading to you to exactly where you want to go. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? Jim. Joshua, I've got a question with respect to religion and God, traditionally as we know it, me growing up in the Catholic, but how that relates and or and or doesn't relate to um, what we learned through Joshua. And because it seems to me that people seem to, to reach for God for answers rather than reaching inside for answers in yourself. Um, or are they really doing that and they're just going about it in a different way? Hopefully that I explain that well enough. Perfect. We have to understand that you exist in an illusion. It's the illusion of separation. No human realizes that they're all connected. They may intellectually understand that to a point, but generally the observation of any human is that they are separate. They are themselves and everything is outside of them. They don't understand that they are all one. In this environment of earth, you have this illusion of separation and you forget who you are. You are God. You cannot be separate from God. It's not possible. But you're an illusion and you forget. And so you think that you're Jim or you're Audrey or Tammy or Joy. And you go about your day trying to get what you can get for yourself, trying to make things better for you, trying to get what you lack, trying to live a honorable and moral life. But the morality of most religion is stemming from this illusion of separation. Because in this illusion, you perceive that others can do you harm. And so you make rules and laws, and that's built into your religion. These are the morals that you live by. And yet, it's without the understanding that others cannot create your reality. Now, if you really do that, you would curate your experience, realizing that everyone else can live their life. You can take it on if you're interested in that. You can be affected by it. You can be influenced by it. You could influence others. But no one can create in your reality. It is not possible. In a religion which believes that others can create in their reality, there has to be rules in place so that no one throws a stone at their neighbor or breaks any of these Ten Commandments. These Ten Commandments are created in fear. And most of the religion is bringing the truth of God, the truth of this rise in densities, through a spectrum of fear and altering it in order to create some sense of control over those who could create in your reality. If you didn't believe that, if you knew it wasn't true, you would absolutely be able to flow within any population curating a reality for you that understands that no one else can create your reality. Therefore, you cannot be influenced, swayed, or affected by anyone else. If you couldn't be affected by anyone else, you would operate completely differently. The religion would be completely different. It would be more true, true to what's actually happening. And so we say, if the religion is soothing you, and if you find comfort in certain parts of it, fantastic, go with that. 
but don't take it as literal because it cannot be explained literally. And generally, most of the religions were fundamentally brought forth to peoples of a different density, much more in fear than today. As you are all moving into higher and higher densities, moving into the fourth density, you can let that go to an extent and come up with your own idea. If you were to understand that, first and foremost, you have created this life, this experience, to have an adventure, that your adventure is equal to anyone else's adventure, that your adventure may seem like it's mingling with others, your family and your friends, but in reality, they are supporting you and you are benefiting them as well. However, once you hold on to judgment, that judgment, which does not exist in the non-physical, is a belief, is a reaction based in fear, based in separation. Without the illusion of separation, there'd be no judgment. Therefore, you know there's no judgment in the non-physical. There is no heaven and hell. If you were to talk about heaven and hell, you might say that heaven would be freer from fear or a higher density, and hell would simply be more fear or a lower density. You do not need anyone else to pull you out of these densities. You can live perfectly happy in a lower density in fear. You will have an expansive experience in that life. You get to choose what everything means. And so if you found yourself in a lot of fear, nothing's working out, you can choose to understand it's all based in a belief system that's predicated by this illusion that's going on here, this illusion of separation and the illusion of fear. Fear and love are the same spectrum on two different sides. And if you would like to move towards love or towards the higher density, towards the heaven, you would have to understand your own belief system. A belief system that is rooted in fear will be based in separation. I want to protect myself from others who might do me harm, whether that's physical harm or emotional harm. When you feel negative emotion, you perceive, based in fear, based in the confusion that's going on here, that another person or another event has done something to you. So essentially, in this whole system, you're operating as a victim. What is your religion generally telling you? It's telling you that you're a victim, not that you specifically are the creator. You are the creator of your reality. God would be the creator of all reality. You are not separate from God. You are made in God's image as a creator of a reality. In this case, it's your reality. And so you could say, if you let out fear from the equation, what's left in that religion is essentially the guiding light of this truth, the guiding light of all of it. Take out any part of fear in the religion and you take all of the non-truths out of it, all of the lies out of it, all of the control out of it. Your God, 
our God, the God, would never, ever, ever judge you, tell you you're wrong, tell you how to do something, would never specify that you should do this, and if you don't do it, there will be some punishment at the end. This is only occurring because of the illusion of separation and the fear that's existing in this environment. When you return to the non-physical, you'll see it clearly. But if you wanted to abide by the truth, you would simply say, I'm able to create. God is also a creator. I am built in the image of God. I create my reality, but I don't affect anyone else's reality until they choose to allow me to affect their reality. And in essence, they're creating their reality, even if they take my influence and vice versa. So to understand how a religion would operate in an environment where there's an illusion going on, you would say that in that illusion, anything that's based in fear Anything that's based in fear in that religion couldn't possibly be true. It would just be part of that illusion. Now that religion serves a purpose, it allows you to contemplate and come up with philosophies and think for yourself and possibly hold on to a hope that there's something in the afterlife or there might be a way to navigate a reality that would be easier than if there was no religion. But when you listen to someone else who can explain this religion and they're operating in a lower density of fear, confusing it all, well, then you are taking yourself out of your own reality and you're abiding by someone else's reality. When you are following leaders who profess to understand how physical reality works based in a religion that's in fear, well, then you're not really establishing that you're the creator of your reality. Behind that, of course, you are creating it, but you're creating it by default, by what someone else says. As all of you move to higher densities, you're going to let go of needing to listen to things that were written thousands of years ago, to others who profess to understand how this is working, and you're going to start to realize that all of the information, all of the guidance, all of the direction that you need is only coming from one place, and that's from within. That's intuition, inspiration, direct communication with your guide supporters and inner self, and then knowing that you have a vibration in you that's leading you to teachings like this. But many of you have grown up or have been involved in a formal religion, and you have a belief system that's been ingrained within you in that religion. There's no accident here. This is part of your process. This is part of your journey. You said, I will come into a family with a strong religion. I will abide by that religion to a point, and then I will start to think. Is this really true? Is this the most effective way for me to navigate my reality? And you'll have some conflict there because you will say, well, I can accept this, that, and that, but 
These things don't seem like a loving God would put upon humans, me. And so you look around and you see what else is out there. And you listen to others' philosophies. And then you are led step by step by step to this and other information that says the mistake of the religion is approaching the subjects as if they are victims. The truth of the religion is that, in essence, each and every person is source, is God. How do I reconcile that with what I've learned? That God is something outside of me, something bigger than me, something greater, something more powerful, and I have no power. You'll have to realize you actually have all the power. The power to create experiences that no other human has ever had, the unimaginable. If you can understand this concept, if you can say humans have been living in these boxes, trying to create what they think is better, get what they lack, have some improvement in some form, and essentially coming up with inventions and ideas that make life a little better. It's all a tiny fraction of what could be created. If each and every one of you let all that go and follow your own inspiration. If you follow your own inspiration, you would have specific experiences that would lead you to understand who you truly are. You would let go of beliefs that do not serve you. You would let go of needing to protect yourself, of perceiving yourself as a victim. And all you would ever have to do to do that is follow your emotional guidance system. If you're maintaining a high perspective of yourself, you would feel good. You would receive positive emotion. You receive lots of inspiration. You have creative ideas flowing through you. And when anytime something happened and you perceived yourself as a victim in that moment, you would drop your perspective and feel negative emotion because you'd be perceiving reality inaccurately. Nobody else really knows this. You are among the very few and the very first to endeavor to live this way, to really understand that a belief system has been ingrained in you that's never been true, and now you are thinking about things in a new way. Now you are challenging those beliefs. A limited belief will cause you to feel negative emotion when it's triggered. If that belief is preventing you from receiving or acting on inspiration, a manifestation event will show up. You will feel negative emotion. That belief will be triggered. You can identify that belief. And then you can realize that belief is not serving you, not in the least. And then you can find evidence in your life and the lives of others that proves that belief is not true every single time without fail. When you do this work over a course of a period of time, when you start seeing yourself as a creator and not a victim, when you start really noticing your emotions, and when you start acting on more inspiration, you're going to be led step by step by step to these higher densities, to this heaven on earth. This is what the point of all religion 
is how do you shift to the higher densities? How do you follow a path to those densities? It's not by perceiving yourself as a victim. It's not by following others, other leaders, experts, what have you. It's by finally going inside and trusting that inspiration, that intuition, that gut instinct, trusting that you will have the answers when you need them. And that anytime you feel negative emotion, you've fallen back into a belief system that is not true, an identity is not true. We will go one step further. You will come to a point where you'll say, how is all this amazing thing possible? How is this life that I'm living possible? It's incredible. The life is getting better and better. I'm feeling better. I'm thinking more. I'm opening my, my beliefs. And as Jim, I'm doing really well. And then we'll say the limiting part of all of this is your identification with Jim, that identity. That is what's limited. Nothing else really matters. It's a belief that Jim has to get what Jim lacks, or Jim has to improve somehow, or Jim isn't doing well in this area or that area, but Jim's doing great in this area. It's not Jim, it's source, it's God. It's God flowing through you. You are Jim and you are God together. The more you hold on to the Jim identity, the less you connect to the God identity. As you open up the Jim identity, then more of source is flowing through you to create what you have come here to create where you can't even imagine it from where you stand now. So the brave thing is going to be, how can I let that go? How can I give up this grip on Jim? How can I allow in more source? And what happens if Jim fades away? Well, Jim's never going to fade away. Jim's going to just expand that identity to include source, your inner self, your guides and supporters, non-physical, everyone else on this planet, and everything in your reality. That is all of you. And that just shows you what a creator you are. That's amazing, Joshua. Thank you so much. It explains it perfectly. Thanks so much. Excellent. Who's next? I have a question. It's Joy. So in the beginning, you were talking about being plan planning versus being led. And I think that this time of the year, more than any time of the year, gets me into thinking about what's possible. And there's a lot of excitement that comes there. And I've seen more in this year than in years past where I'm looking one direction and then something else pops up and I see more information. So can you help me look at how we balance this idea of getting excited about what's coming, but not getting stuck in where we want to go. Cause I think that that is something that I'm playing with. Brilliant. This is exactly what we wanted to talk about today. You've always planned where you want to go. That planning was always based in lack. I'm not making enough money. I'd like to make more money. I'm not in shape. I'd like to be in better shape. I don't have enough friends. I'd like to have more friends. Blah, 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 blah. Over and over and over. Whatever it is you lack. How about this? Everything you truly want is coming to you if you just act on inspiration without planning at all. 
you cannot plan for the magical, unimaginable life that's waiting for you. It's not possible because no one's ever experienced it before. You're unique. No one is like you. You have a unique birthplace, parents, body, name, date of birth, time of birth. It's completely unique to you. You have unique intentions. And from your non-physical position, your inner self, set up a life so that you would experience things that would expand the non-physical you. There were things you wanted to experience in this life from your non-physical position. Those experiences, if seen by the human perspective, you might say, I would not prefer that experience. But when you go through the experience, knowing it's perfect, knowing you can handle it, knowing you've been given everything you need to go through it, knowing it will greatly expand the non-physical you, you can do it in joy, hence your name. This idea of joy is letting go, letting go of any control, because control is based in fear. When you are holding on to control as you're going through an experience, you are missing the information. You're resisting it. You're making it difficult. And you're looking at it from a limited perspective where negative emotion is going to come because you're not looking at it from the higher perspective. You're looking at it as if you're being thrust into this experience without any say-so or any control over it or anything you would want because there's fear involved. Fear of what? Fear of not knowing how it's going to turn out. You can take an experience anytime in your life. We like to use the experience of your first romantic relationship. When that ended, you may have felt negative emotion. But now time's gone by and you look back on it and you say, of course it ended. It had to end. And look at what happened since then. Without that ending, I wouldn't have this, that, or the other thing. Might not have these kids. Might not have this new relationships that I had or all those experiences. Might have been stuck in the same town, whatever it was. From this perspective, higher perspective where you are now, you say, there is no need to go through that in resistance. I just didn't know what was going to happen. Well, that's true of every experience you ever have. When you go through an experience and you feel joy, you are just going with the flow of that experience. You are looking at it as if it's a good experience. You don't know how it's going to end, but you're saying, oh, this might get me what I lack. And so you go with it and you're feeling good and you feel positive emotion. Anytime you go through any experience where you say, I don't like it, it's wrong, it should be different than it is, you are just resisting it. Now, when you plan for things, you're going to be in resistance because it's not likely it's going to turn out the way you planned. And so you have your mindset on how it should look. And if it doesn't look that way, you're going to be in resistance. You're going to perceive yourself as a victim and you're going to feel negative emotion. It's not going to be fun. If you go through an experience and you're saying, ooh, this is interesting. I wonder how this is going to turn out. I know it's for me. It doesn't seem like it right now. But I am absolutely sure that after a bit of time, as I look back on this experience, I will see the benefit of it. You go one step further. This experience is leading me to the life that I truly want that I cannot see from here. I cannot see what experiences I need to go through to make me the version of joy that's going to experience the unimaginable. You know you want to feel better. 
You know you want wonderful things to happen. You know you want all these things that you think you want. And all those things will come as a side effect to one thing. That's going through every experience from the highest perspective possible. Going through every experience in joy. When we or anyone else says you intended to live this life in joy, what they're saying is you intended to move through this life with a high perspective. Joy is a high perspective. Joy is not a limited perspective. Suffering, discontentment, dissatisfaction, that would be going through life in fear. You did not intend to go through life from a limited perspective. You went through a high perspective. This is why you are all here. We are explaining the higher perspective. Now, the higher perspective is two things. It's understanding that you're the creator of your reality and things are always working for you. Those two things. You're the creator of your reality, meaning every single experience that you go through is for your growth and expansion as you intended prior to your birth. You can't see it from this perspective because you forget who you are. You don't understand what every experience is leading you towards. And so many humans are living in fear, resisting all their experiences and thinking every one of them should be different than they are. If they could snap their fingers and manifest what they thought they wanted, they would bypass the experiences that they truly want. And this life would not be interesting or any movement in perspective. Imagine that you're 25 years old and a magic genie pops out of a lamp and grants you every wish you want. From that 25-year-old perspective, what do you think you would have wanted back then? Probably not what you want now, you see? And you would be off on a detour, most likely experiencing what you do not want, even though you've gotten everything you wanted. The human perspective is simply limited because of this illusion of separation and forgetting of who you are. So there's some trust involved here, some faith. When you act on inspiration, when you have these experiences, you will have to push past fear because movement from one perspective to a higher perspective generally involves pushing past fear, doing things that you didn't think you were capable of doing or that you wanted to do. You were afraid of failure or rejection. When you act on a little bit of inspiration, you get confidence. So we will give you a little game to play. You have a holiday coming up. You are going to be giving gifts. If you plan to give gifts to people, you could be doing it in fear. I want to get something for this person that they will like or need. And so from your human perspective, you try to come up with ideas. These will tend to be urges. You want to get something that they will like so that you look good. You don't fail. You don't get rejected, whatever. We say this, don't buy anything until you receive the inspiration. Trust that the inspiration will come at the right time. Trust that the timing of it will always be perfect and that you can't know when is the best time to go to that store or to look online or to notice something that someone else is wearing, for instance. It'll all come to you. So don't make a list. Don't put a bunch of items on there. Don't even think about the people. 
just go through your day intending to receive the inspiration at the perfect time for the perfect person when, when it comes. When it comes, it'll be effortless. It'll be perfect. It'll be amazing. And it'll be delivered to you through your inner self because the person who is going to receive that gift, their inner self is colluding with your inner self because you are receptive to the inspiration. They know what the perfect gift is. The person themselves may not know what the perfect gift is, but their inner self does. And their inner self is working with your inner self, giving the inspiration right at the perfect time. Oh, this thing's available here. Let's lead her here and then here and then here. And then here she'll find it. It'll be right there, right in front of her, obvious. If you have that intention in your mind that you're just going to go with inspiration, you're going to be open to it all. And this is going to be a fun experience because when you experience how easy this is, you will get the confidence to understand how powerful, how creative, how magical, how unimaginable life can be when you act on inspiration. Awesome. Okay. One last question. Is it limiting then to look at possibilities? Like I'm considering a big move. And when I look at that move, I get excited about, oh, I could live here. I could do that. Or, but is that limiting because I'm focused on an an area that I think, yeah, that's where I'd like to go. Is that limiting? It could be limiting, but that could have been the inspiration. You won't know. You're inspired to look at that area. And then you think, well, maybe I should look over here, over here, over here. The inspiration is to look at that one area. Then you look at that area, you look at it, you look at it, you look at it, you look at it. Gary was thinking five years ago that he'd like to have a house where everyone come for retreat. And so the first thing he did was look at big houses in a certain price range all over the Southeast. And this was really fun. All these big, beautiful houses that needed work in different towns. And he would just go every day. And of course, while he's doing it, he's thinking, oh, this is a waste of time. I'm never going to find anything. I should be doing something else. This is the common wording that might come to you if you aren't exactly sure what's happening. But you never really are. So you can expect that kind of talk coming in from your ego who wants you to be productive or do whatever. But he found so much joy in playing around. But this took literally months. And he didn't care. He was having fun. And so he's looking and looking and looking. And then one day he found a property that looked fantastic. And it was in the price range. And it was in the small town. And it looked really nice. And then he noticed another house. Two blocks away from this property. This one house was $500,000. And this house he saw was $112,000. And he bought that house. And that's the house he lives in now. Okay. So keep staying open to inspiration is what I'm hearing from that. Sometimes I think my limiting beliefs have gotten so quiet. I'm I'm not, Joshua has really helped me see everything is perfect. And so I keep getting into this place of feeling like it's perfect. So, okay, that's just the way it is. And then I think I miss inspiration. So this was helpful. Thank you so much. Excellent. Who's next? Hey, Joshua. Pamela. <laughs> So following up on that discussion about inspiration, I was wanting to know, I know we've, we've gone over this many times, but how does one recognize inspiration? And is it different than intuition? For example, 
I had a dental appointment that I had to reschedule. And so in rescheduling that dental appointment, they were telling me about the procedure and it was drastic, drastically different than what I remember being told before. And so as I'm listening to them, I'm perfectly fine going through the dental appointment, but as I'm listening to them, I get this ping of, you need a second opinion. And I'm like, wait, is this fear that they're trying to do something to me or is this real inspiration? So how can one tell the difference from that standpoint? First of all, inspiration comes to you when you're feeling good. Exactly. When your emotional state of being is above the emotional horizon line. Anywhere from contentment to joy to satisfaction to excitement. You might be having a lot of fun with your friends and ideas are coming to you all the time. You're saying the funny things. You're saying the clever things. You're saying anything to get the group going. So you can be in a flow of inspiration, just pouring into you all the time. And that's how the greatest conversations continue. When you are moving along and you are understanding that you're the creator of your reality, you'll be getting inspiration to move here, to move here, to go there, to go forth, to do this. When something out of the blue happens, and you think, that's probably not right. Something's going on here. And you get a ping just like you did. That's intuition. You know something that's counter to what they're saying or what's in your reality right now. This is a wonderful thing. This is another level altogether. But to get to that level of intuition, you'll have to be pretty good at acting on inspiration, pretty good at understanding you're the creator of the reality pretty good at knowing that you're not left alone ever, that you're always supported, always guided in every way. It would be easier, certainly, if you could just flow in intuition. But humans have an idea of where they are, they have a belief system, and it's a little bit more difficult for the intuition to come through. Some of you are naturally talented in intuition, and others don't trust yourself at all. But intuition is the internal knowing you have all the answers. They're right there for you, but you forget it. You don't understand yourself at that level. Imagine not needing anyone to tell you anything outside of you and not needing Google, not needing maps to show you around to guide you. Gary tried something years and years and years ago. He was driving to his brother's house in North Carolina, had never been there before. And they were having a lot of fun, him and Lily driving around. They drove up from Florida. And he said, I'm going to go into this town, and I'm going to see if I can just find Wayne's house. Well, this is far before we came, far before he had any inclination that there was anything going on. But somehow he had inspiration to just try this idea. And so he drove around this town, and he went down that street and down that street and down that street, and he goes, Hmm. He has no idea what the address is. And he just says, I think we're pretty close, but I can't really identify the house. And so he called his brother and said, I was playing this game, seeing if I could find your house. And his brother told him he was a half a block away in a town of several hundred thousand people. This is what the power of intuition is. This is what Christy is doing all the time now. She's allowing herself to be guided in ways that most of you will not believe is possible that the answers for every single thing you ever do will come to you 
from your inner self, from your guided supporters. They see things from the higher picture. But if you have a belief system that says, well, someone else knows better, or I have to do research, or I have to look it up, well, you're deferring to something outside of you. That anything outside of you is an illusion. The truth is always coming from within. But can you believe it? Can you get there? Can you say, who am I to have information like this flowing to me all the time? Who am I to hear something someone else says and know it's not true? That there's a misperception in there. There's a false premise going on there. You're not the expert in that subject. They are the experts in the subject. They are telling everyone they know exactly what's happening. And then someone walks up to the Sphinx and says, this is not wind erosion. This is precipitation, obviously. And that rewrites history right there because someone was brave enough to say, hey, take a look at this. I think there's something off on this Sphinx thing over here. Everything that you've ever been taught by anyone, well, it's all been part of that illusion. So it's never really been true. You get to a high enough level here a high enough density, more inspiration, more intuition, and direct communication, direct communication, where you can ask anything and get the answers. But who are you to believe that you have access to infinite intelligence? Y'all do, but can you get there? That's the fun part of this journey. If you can realize that this is how that system works, this is how it's designed, This is why you came at this time. And as you get into the higher densities, this is coming on more of the time. Now, in these higher densities, you can't really hold limiting beliefs. You can't hold judgment. You can't hold on to what's wrong or bad. And so you let all that go, and suddenly you're not saddled with all this baggage anymore of the illusion. And you and you and you and all of you and all of you who are on this call now or listening at a later date will start to get this intuition and direct communication, and you'll do free writing, and you'll write words of wisdom that you don't know where they're coming from. But if you listen enough to us and to others, you know you have an inner self. You know you specifically chose very special guides to guide you through this experience. From your non-physical position, you chose a perfect life for you. The human Pamela says, no, I don't like that childhood. I don't like those parents. I don't like all that stuff that happened. And then you're led right here now. And you say, I'm one of the few who have gotten to this density. And so I wouldn't change any of it. I now see it as perfect. And if that's perfect, then today's perfect. And if today's perfect, then tomorrow's perfect. And so I don't have to plan for it. I don't have to want anything. I don't have to wish for anything. I just let it go. Acting on inspiration, receiving intuition, and being guided every step of the way. This is how you want to live. And that control you have with you can't work in these higher densities. We have time for one silly question. Who's got the silliest question in the history of the universe? Push past your fear. This question is coming as pure inspiration. Many. So talk about humor, laughter, comedians on the on the other side and how we get that here. Because 
sometimes I'll be in conversations and I'll get so much wit and humor. And I have no idea where it's coming from, but it's coming from somewhere. When you can see the big picture, when you have perfect timing, when there is no time in the non-physical, when you're gathered in the non-physical, your inner self, with the inner selves of all the people you're around now, this flow of communication is happening instantaneously. And then it's being dropped to you and to everyone else. But the fun thing about being human is that you can't remember what's going on. You don't know you're connected. You feel separate. But when you play around with that idea that it even doesn't matter, well, that is the really the special thing about humans. From the non-physical perspective, most of the non-physical, most of the souls of the non-physical are here watching what's happening in physical reality. They understand this depth of fear, this illusion, this feeling of separation. They would not want to do it themselves. And they marvel at your courage and bravery. And the bravest thing you do is joke about this and laugh about this and make light of it and have fun with it. And they are amazed. How could these people be having fun in this illusion that's dominated by fear? They don't understand that they're eternal. They all think they're going to die and go poof and that's it. They think they lose people and lose things and are not supported or alone. And yet they can have fun and they can laugh and they can have adventure. They marvel at this, but that's the power of who you all are. To put yourselves in this situation that is possibly the most intense in the universe and to go through it in humor and joy and having fun and realizing there's nothing serious going on here. In those moments, you are absolutely connected to your inner self. But your inner self really isn't as funny as you are. That's the expansion that's going on now. If you think 200 years ago, Gary says this all the time, probably not a lot of humor 200 years ago, not a lot of fun. And so those of you who are coming to have fun and to be humorous and to joke about it and to, to tease your friends, you have to see that you're at the higher densities because this could not happen if you were mired in the depth of fear. You're thinking a new way. And suddenly, it's hilarious. Suddenly, you say the right thing at the right time because you're so connected. So you're feeding your inner self. You're expanding the humor in your inner self. This is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And this is proof of just how powerful you are and all of you are. You can go through this in humor, in joy, moving to higher densities, realizing everything's perfect, realizing nothing's serious, and realizing you're all connected. The connection that you feel when you're joking and having fun with your friends is special, and you notice it. And when you're upset and when things are going on and when you're angry and yelling and shouting and fighting with someone else, you know that cannot be true because you feel negative emotion. So anything you do that feels positive emotion, you're seeing reality accurately. And that's fun because this is the funnest place to be 
as long as you're moving along in joy. Joy is the higher perspective. When you're in fear, it's not a lot of fun. This is the emotional guidance line. This is the emotional guidance line. This is your whole system of guidance. And those of you who are thinking these higher thoughts and having fun and having and joking and connecting in humor are doing more for the mass consciousness of this planet than you can imagine. You're bringing everyone up. And that's the absolute benefit of all the comedians and all the funny people on earth. And with that, we are complete. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks everyone. That was another amazing episode. Each time we have one of these, Joshua is really leading us to this idea that what we think we want is not what we truly want. What we think we want is things that people have done. There are boxes. And what we truly want is the unimaginable. The unimaginable is gained as you shift your perspectives, but you can't, you know. All right, another amazing episode. What you think you want is different than what you truly want. What you think you want is what other people have done. You're trying to make something happen because you think you'll feel good, but the outside conditions can't make you feel anything. What you truly want is this unimaginable, the unimaginable experiences, and those help to shift your perspective even higher. If you want to get prepared for this, there's several things you can do. We do a lot of work with limiting beliefs in the courses. We have a foundations and a basic training course starting January 6th. And we have an activations group starting January 6th as well. The activations group is a DNA activation that speaks to the cells of your body. You can do this together with one of the courses. In fact, where we have specials now. And if you want more information on those, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com, as well as if you'd like to attend any of our retreats or events, the New York City event is on Sunday the 17th from 10.30 to 2.30 in Manhattan around on uh, 29th Street, I believe. And we'll all go to like a late lunch or an early dinner afterwards. We'll do an, uh, an in-person activation with everyone there. There'll be about 10 to 15 people. So it's a small group. And we'll also be doing energy healing and clearing and that sort of thing is, will be really fun. So uh, think about coming there and act on your inspiration. If you're not too far away, take a plane. It's only an hour from a lot of places or the train or however you want to get there. All right. And thanks again for being here and supporting us by liking, subscribing, leaving a review, all that wonderful stuff. If you have any questions for me, just send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. And until next time, have a wonderful week. Bye.